Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. Where else can you listen to Big Brother House Guests, Survivor Castaways, and the Amazing Racer Racers? That's right. Here at the Rad Reality Show Network, and we have so many other guests. Um, tonight, we have special guests. Everyone sit back and enjoy, because you know what? You know what day it is? It's Monday. That means it's Manic Monday, and that means it's time for... everyone. Happy Manic Monday. This is your Rad Reality Show Network. We connect you to the reality stars you love. Tonight is Manic Monday, February 1st, 2016. I'm Cherry Garcia, and I'm so glad you're here with us tonight for the Manic Monday show with the beautiful host from Big Brother Season 10, Michelle Costa, also known as the Portuguese Princess of Providence. And Michelle has another incredible show lined up for tonight. In the first segment, Dale Wentworth from Survivor San Juan del Sur will be here at about 7.15 Eastern Time. I'm sure Michelle will discuss what he's been up to since coming off of the season, what he's looking forward to in the new season that's premiering on February 17th. And then, of course, They'll talk about Reality Rally and what's um, what's going on with this charity and why this you know charity means so much. It supports Michelle's place. It's the Breast Cancer Resource Center, and just why it means so much to him. Um, then in our second segment, our very first canine special guest is going to be with us. Chopper, the biker dog, and his handler, Mark Schaefer, will be here. Michelle will find out all about how Chopper became a service dog 
and what his many talents are. Um, They'll also talk about Reality Rally and how many times Chopper has been there and why it's so important to attend this year. So um, it's going to be a great show. I also have a little surprise for Michelle that I'm going to present with her uh, at some point during the show. So we're going to have a really fun show tonight. I want to say hi to everybody in the chat room right now. Um, We've got people filtering in. So hello, everybody out there in the chat room. Let's have a great show, and let's get this party started. We're going to bring up our host right now. Here's her intro. My perfect storm, Michelle. How are you? What's up, my cherry pie? What's up, everybody? It's your girl. That's right, the Portuguese princess of Providence. Michelle is here, cherry. Yay! We're here, Manic Monday style. We're here to turn their frowns upside down. Right, cherry? Absolutely. That's what we do. Well, you know, because Mondays is always after a weekend, and you never want to give up a weekend. So we're here to turn that frown upside down, and I like what Cherry says when it's called Motivation Monday. And we're here to motivate you. So grab your drink of choice, um, sit back, relax with a blanket, um, and listen to Manic Monday tonight. We have such an amazing show, you guys. Sherry, I'm excited for our guest tonight. Um, as you said it, we have our first canine. He will be in the latest segment. Good dog, who have, I've made out with many times, Sherry. I've made out <laughs> with him so a lot. He's so adorable. He's more than just a service dog. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> He's but, so cute. Uh, Chopper, the biker dog, is exactly what his name is. He's head to toe in biker gear. He has his own motorcycle. And he rides it all over the place, Cherry. And he will be here with Mark Schaefer. Um, and that is his man and his right-hand man that's been, you know, taking him all over and uh, helping out a lot of people in the hospitals, Cherry, and in hospice, and people that are, you know, just suffering and dealing with, you know, whether it's an accident, you know, or what we all are here to talk about, Reality Rally, breast cancer, any type of cancer, which I want to touch a, after I announce our next guest, I want to talk a little something about what happened this past week. Um, but we also have, hello, hashtag Team Wentworth. We have Dale from Survivor in the house from San Juan del Sur. He will be our first segment, and we can't wait to talk to him. Um, I'm excited. And I also want to touch base on what our next a few uh, guests are going to be in the next upcoming weeks. So I want you guys to get your calendar ready. But before I talk about that, Cherry, uh, have you ever heard of Vincent Buddy Cianci or Buddy Cianci? He was the uh, mayor of Providence. He's a very popular man. Does that name ring a bell to you? 
What is his name again? His name is Vincent Buddy Cianci, but a lot of call, people call him Buddy. Mm, I I can't say that I have heard of him, but I live in St. Louis, so. <laughs> well, he's well known. He was also known as the Prince of Providence, and he is was the longest running mayor of Providence. He reigned as mayor for 21 years. From 1975 to 1984, and then 1991 to 2002. He is what we think of as the Pied Piper. He um, steals from the rich and gives to the poor. He um, was had to force to resign twice in his um, political career as mayor because he was convicted of racketeering conspiracy, uh, also known to be affiliated with the mafia, which is very big here around the time that he was mayor, um, and also the police uh, chief uh, along down the captain and all that. They also were um, indicted and convicted of conspiracy. He served four years in federal prison, but he also turned Providence from the armpit of New, New England, as it was known, to a beautiful, probably the one of the most beautiful cities in New England by stealing money and putting it into the city and making uh, civic centers, convention centers, water place park, the mall, and just turning uh, Providence around, Cherry. So what do you think of him so far? Um, sounds my kind of guy. Well, like I said, the Pipe Piper, and I've known him for years. I've known his family, his sister. I've known him for years. And I feel as though there's do wrong, and yes, he did do a lot wrong. He paid his dues, he did four years, and he came back, Cherry, to Providence and is a, a host of a radio show about politics and also last year ran for mayor and got 43% and missed becoming mayor again by 2%. Oh, my gosh. Now, my whole point of the story is he passed away um, – few days ago and so it was a very big deal for all of us here in Rhode Island Um, whether you loved him or hated him uh, he put uh, definitely a mark on this uh, city and the state everybody knows him he would go to just have dinner and right be right by your side he had just gotten engaged in Christmas and he uh, died of cancer so my whole point is when I found out that he died um, a couple of days ago, I said, you know what? He did so much bad and so much good at the same time. Like I said, he called, I called him the Pipe Piper, and I said, you know, a lot of people are, are negative about, you know, him. And, you know, he, he did die and um, did, you know, good and bad. So I decided that I was going to donate $125 to myself um, because of him and tried try to make a bad out of a good, and though he did die of cancer, so it would help support breast cancer and breast cancer awareness and any type of cancer awareness. So my point to the story is, guys, you know, whatever the amount is, whatever the point is, you know, you dealt with somebody with a cancer, donate a dollar, donate two, donate five. I'm only $150 away, Cherry, for my goal. So please go well, out there and donate. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it sounds like he did do wrong in some ways, but it, it doesn't sound like he put it in his own pocket. He was doing it for the good of others. And when 
you know, people are doing wrong to help others. Is it really all that wrong? You know, I mean, that's such a tough call. And it really is. I get really torn in those situations. Um, yes, it's wrong, but when you're helping someone else in the midst of doing wrong, I don't know. That's just so hard. It's like the pipe piper, right? Like he, could I, yeah. It's like the it wasn't like the he was putting piper. in his own pocket. And, you know, well, he probably was, too. A little bit here, a little bit there, Cherry. I'll be honest with you. Not now, in his time in life, after he got out of jail, but before, I would say probably somewhere in his pocket. <laughs> well, I at, at least he did good for a lot of people and and helped your city, you know, and town become what it is. And hopefully, he's asked for forgiveness and is in a better place now. You know, hopefully he realized his sins and and asked for forgiveness and made peace with with what he had done wrong. Um, So, but I'm glad that you donated in his honor and have 125 to go now. And I know that we can get your your coffers up by 125 before time it's ends. It's only 12 days I, away. 12 days, Cherry. Yes, we we can we've got to be able to get that up there in yeah in 12 days. I believe we yeah. have your first guest on the switchboard. All right. Well, let's uh, turn around and talk about Reality Rally, and let's bring up our first guest, Cherry. Let's introduce him. From Survivor San Juan del Sur, we have Mr. Dale Wentworth with us. Hello, Dale. You're on with Michelle Costa. Good afternoon, Michelle. How are you today? I'm very good, Dale. Welcome to Manic Monday. Now, is this your first time on Manic Monday? You've been on before, haven't you? Uh, I may have. I can't be sure, but we'll pretend it's my first time. How's that? So we're popping your cherry. Well, welcome to Manic Monday, Dale. That works for me. Awesome. Well, where are you calling from anyway? Are you saying good afternoon? It's good evening here in, in Rhode Island. Oh, okay. I'm calling from Washington State. So ah, for me, it's from Washington State. Yeah, we're on we're on the be- west is best. We're on the west coast. Oh goodness! So you're already starting to have a little fight here, west against east coast. Okay, <laughs> I like this. <laughs> This is a great start. This is how I like it. Spicy, Dale. Well, I'm Team Wentworth, by the way. Hashtag Team Wentworth, everybody out there. Okay, I'll take back the West is best then. We'll we'll go back to neutral territory. (laughs) You were like a little fluffy pancake. I knew I'd get you to flip. I'm in St. Louis. I'm I'm in the neutral territory. I'm in Central Time. I'm I'm the the neutral territory here. So. (laughs) Oh, so so you're one of those moderates. You're kind of in the middle. You don't know which side to go on. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Well, she definitely doesn't want to go west coast because that's where the St. Louis Rams went. Uh, yeah. Well, look at this way. At least we don't have to fly very far now. Instead of flying, it's shortened up the Seahawks' travel time tremendously by just going down to L.A. instead of halfway across. United States. So, 
Very true. Very true. So we were here uh, um, to talk about Reality Rally. First off, I just want to say you were on Survivor San Juan del Sur. Talk a little bit about your experience on it. You were on uh, Team Cayopa. So, I mean, you were awesome. I was definitely rooting for you. I mean, I was hoping to see you come back, too, with your daughter. Yeah, I mean, um, the, about the only good thing about the, my experience I was on with my daughter, other than that, it was about the worst team in Survivor history. We couldn't seem to win for losing. I mean, it was um, it, it was just – but other than that, that's just some of the breaks of Survivor. But it was phenomenal beyond there. Um, and if getting Kelly back on to do second chances mean I had to lose all the challenges, I would have lost all the challenges and went out because uh, having Kelly back on was worthwhile as much as anything. So, but – the, the first experience with Kelly, it's uh, it's beyond words what it goes through because, um, like I say, we're the first father-daughter team or only, the only father-daughter team to be on Survivor. So we are uh, got that in our record books for a little bit. So, uh, But just the Survivor after watching it for 15 years and then to go on and uh, be on it with a loved one was just amazing. So what were your thoughts like? Because you were on it with your daughter the first time, and then when your daughter was on it the second time, you got to watch her on it, so you had a different aspect. How was that like? Did you just scream at the TV? What were you like? Because she did amazing. Um, I will say one thing. I have, and I've mentioned this to my wife, I have a whole new respect for loved ones now who stay home and don't have any idea what's going on because – the worst thing for me is I just came off the show, so I knew how hard it was. And then uh, Kongro Island had just finished filming in April, so I was able to get all the news reports of what they were going through. And so I knew what Kelly was going into. So the whole time she was gone was just nerve-wracking, knowing the conditions that were over there. And then I had to wait through. Of course, I got to see her on the family visit, but just the unknown for the loved ones staying at home, it's 10 times easier to play the game than it is to stay home, I think, especially if you know what they go through. Oh, my God, especially knowing what they go through. But, I mean, I mean, she just was pulling up with those idols, I'm telling you. I mean, I yeah. just every time she got an idol, I was like, yes. And then just the way she pulled them out, you know, and used them was just more epic than anything. You must have been just so excited for her. Well, her and Jeremy are both very much students of the game because they both did something that we haven't seen in a while. And that means if you have an idol, you don't tell anybody about it. Because if you tell Amen. somebody about it, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's no longer a hidden immunity idol. <laughs> it becomes everybody's idol, and it's used against you more often than not. And that's how the idol is supposed to be played. Nobody knows about it. When Kelly played her first one, nobody knew about it. Jeremy gave one to Stevens, and then the next one. That's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be an absolute smack dab in the hit in the back of the head of who you played against. And her and Jeremy both played him to perfection. I think that actually they carved a way for the next future survivors and for them to understand, don't even tell your alliance. No. Put a secret and just just blindside them. Literally the word blindside, your even own alliance. Because And everybody needs to realize this, that um, I think Tony said it best in the original Brains, Brawn, and Beauty – he thought he had a complete handle on the game. 
But when he came home and then watched it, he realized he only knew about 10% of what was going on. So even your own alliance, you can only trust them like 70% at best. So as soon as they see you have an idol, that's a bargaining chip that they can go to somebody else and say, here's a secret I know on this person. And it's amazing how many times somebody does that. And I know the temptation because you, you want to tell somebody you've got, but it's not the purpose of that idol. And the beauty of second chances, and I mentioned this to, when we went to the finale, was when Kelly and Jeremy played hers, at the, they both played them at the same time in the top six. The first thing they did, they turned around and high-fived each other because they were students of the game first, and they were both fans, and they go, epic move, followed by epic move. And same when Kelly played hers, it took out Savage. Everybody appreciated the move first and foremost. They were all high-five and going, awesome move. And then the next thought was, oh, crap, now somebody's going home. And that was very great to see how everybody appreciated the move before they realized the effects of it. Yeah, it was it was awesome to watch. It was great. But enough speaking about, uh, you know, Kelly, I want to know if there was an opportunity for you to go back. Would you go back again? Yes, I would because um, what, we would love you, that. Oh, yeah. Once you've done it once, it's always unfinished business. You want to go back and try it again. And I realized, you know, everybody goes into it the first time. I'm going to win this thing. But the first time you go in there, you don't realize how hard it really is. And um, I've said it many times, Survivor is the easiest thing to lose you can ever do, but it's one of the hardest things to win. The, you know, a wrong comment, a wrongness, just at the wrong time can screw up somebody's game so bad or your own game. And that affects you for days or weeks in the, in the long road. So that's what you have to realize it. And, you don't realize how quick the game goes the first time you're there. And so the second time you see that a little bit more, you go in with a little bit more eyes open and that sort of stuff. And, you know, then the different cast you put on the second time has a lot to do with how you play your second game too. I have a question. Now we see tribal council and we see, you know, a little bit part of it. I've heard it's lasted it lasts for like three or four hours or so. Is that true? It'll yes, it'll take from dark till I think sometimes we didn't get back till midnight. They start them right at dark, so that's all real. But we didn't get back till midnight till twelve thirty, one o'clock in the morning or something like that. I mean, it so it takes a long watching time. Watching it, watching it, Jeff. He seems like he pushes certain aspects that makes people think of outside the box or maybe something that's happening. Has do you think that? a lot of times people change their mind during tribal council because you guys all talk for such a long time and kind of air out stuff that other people didn't know. And, and that's a little bit what tribal council is about. And Jeff will be, um, it's like a counseling session. And that's what makes tribal council so great because tribal council is exactly what it looks like on TV. It's dark, there's sounds, you're raining and everything. If that's one time you don't see anything, you just see Jeff, you hardly see any other cameras, the sets there. So it's literally like, it's just you and Jeff. And he says, you're talking to me. You aren't talking to somebody on your tribe. I wasn't talking to Baylor. I wasn't talking to Jacqueline or Keith or anybody that I was on the tribe with. I wasn't talking to them. I was talking to Jeff. So I can vent to Jeff about something that Keith did without directing it at Keith. And he doesn't, it takes the sting out of it. 
you know, kind of like he says, if you've ever been through a therapy session, that's what it's supposed to be. So you vent at Jeff instead of, and he goes, it's better than waiting to have it out back at camp, back at your beach. So, and he's an expert at it. He will sit there and pick at it and pick at it, pick at it. till all of a sudden you just stand up and say, you blankety blank, 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 blank. And of course that's the five seconds it gets on TV. (laughs) So how many times do you think that people have changed their, like, have you changed your vote during one of these kind of like uh, tribal council meetings where you said, I'm going to vote for this person. And you're like, wait a minute, no way. I'm voting for this person instead. I I didn't because we didn't have anything that, that was at um, Epic that came out during our discussion. You know, some of our tribal council was pretty set in the way we went in and stuff. But you've seen it in the others. In fact, in San Juan del Sur, when uh, Keith's famous stick to the plan comment, that was an absolutely yes. yeah. amazing game changer because that just torpedoed Reed. From out of nowhere, if Keith hadn't made that comment, Reed would have been in the game and have put Reed and his alliance in charge instead of Keith saying, stick to the plan. He looked at Reed and pointed at him kind of, and everybody looked, Reed's got a plan, and all of a sudden you could see Natalie and her alliance just swung their votes on Reed, and boom, Reed was gone. And so that was one where you could just see the vote change, and that changed the entire dynamics of the game for the rest of the time because it shifted the alliance power right away. Yeah, I love tribal council. Oh my God, you guys! Do they give you at least water or anything, or do you guys just sit there for hours and hours? <laughs> you, you, you're, you're given a pair of t-shirts, shorts, and shoes, and they say we'll see you in 39 days and 25 pounds of rice. That's all you're given. Oh goodness! All right. Well, that sounds intense, but we would love to see you back there. So if there's another second chances, second chance. <laughs> yeah. Uh that we would love to see you back. So you guys vote for that. But the other thing we want to talk about is Reality Rally and that's why we are connected. Um you're coming back this year. Now how many years have you gone to Reality Rally and what does it mean to you? I this is my first year. I didn't oh make it down last year. Oh my god, shut up. <laughs> yeah. I didn't make it down last year. Things didn't work out cuz it just so happened that when it was I had other things going on. And then it coincided with second chances starting and all that sort of stuff. And I just didn't make it down. So this is going to be my first time. Oh, my gosh. Um, Dale, let me tell you, get get your Kleenex. Make sure you pack a lot of Kleenex in your luggage because it is awesome. Um, it is amazing. It's hands-on. You get to see uh, the actual facility, Michelle's place. You get to see what it does. You get to meet some of the people that go there. You get to meet the family of Michelle who started this, and it is really intense. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on it um, and, and how you got involved? Well, Jillian down the finale each year, she's ran into me and that sort of stuff, and she ran into me at the Survivor, uh, our finale, San Juan del Sur, and then uh, her and uh, oh, missing the other lady, they really cornered me down there, and they talked me into it. And it didn't take me much because uh, my sisters had breast cancer. So um, it, it was an easy choice to make. And um, just things happened to work out this year where um, I'm more than happy to do it. Uh, auctioning off some survivor memorabilia and that sort of stuff to get down there. And uh, so I, I love the cause or support the cause. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And so, Dale, people need to donate under your name. Can you let people know your different social networking of how they can go about 
finding you and then also donating to you. And if you are giving anybody anything, because it seems like a lot of people are offering, whether it be a phone call for 10 minutes or a T-shirt or a raffle ticket, there was a lot of different things that people have been doing. So talk a little bit about your uh, way you've been trying to donate or raise money. I, you can reach I'm, uh, my page is open on Facebook just under Dale Wentworth, uh, D Wentworth on Instagram, Farm Guy sixty nine on uh, uh, Twitter. Uh, if you get twenty five dollar donations, I've got an autographed picture. I'll send you. All I need is your address. I'll send it out. Um, that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. I'm pretty uh, Kelly's versed me into the social media aspect, so I'm a quick learner on that sort of stuff. So. Uh, but any one of those you can find me. I usually have a link on each one of my home pages where you can link on it, and it'll take you into the Michelle, Michelle's Place uh, donation page where you can make your donations, and um, we'll see how much money we can raise. It's a hell of a cause. It, it definitely is. It will be my sixth year going. Okay. So um, from experience, um, you're going to have amazing time. Do you know if you're going to be in the Amazing Race style race through Temecula? I think that is what the plan is. So um, that's I, the, from the reading material. Yes, I believe that's my the format that I'm going to be down there in. Have you been training for it, or are you just ready to go? It, it's it's intense. Oh. It's it's very interesting. There's a lot of different aspects of it. You could throw an axe. You could be in a play. You could be blindfolded. You could be climbing a wall. Um, you, you could be hanging out with a, a horse, riding it, a, a riding a bull, mechanical. Are you ready for this, Gail? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm well-versed in anything. I keep fairly active. I do anywhere from 8 to 10 hours a week on a bicycle, plus I downhill ski, and I do all sorts of other stuff. So uh, I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to be able to throw an axe, but uh, lost, at least with nobody standing very damn close. But uh, most of that stuff I'm fairly comfortable doing. All right. Well, I'm ready. So uh, I'm about competition. And oh, I yeah. took seventh last year out of 77. So watch out, Dale. Well, we'll see, Kelly. I'm I'm competitive. I thought I thought I was competitive, but Kelly might have edged me a little bit in the competitive fire. So uh, we'll see which one of us, because I think Kelly might be Is down Kelly there, too. I'm not sure. I think she said she's on. Jillian's been in touch. So Kelly might be going, too. So Two members of Team Wentworth might be there this year. And they might be going against each other once again. Oh, so. wouldn't be the first time. Cause, and last time, the, the, the poop head sent me to Tribal Council on, on her birthday, of all things. So yeah. uh, that was one thing on when Kelly beat Jacqueline on the immunity or the, uh, yeah, the uh, Tribal Council Challenge. Um, that was her physical birthday, June uh, 7th. That was her birthday, and she... Sent me to tribal council on her birthday, so that was her birthday present to me. Oh, I I smell a little payback then. <laughs> I do, um, Dale. We have a we're actually live, just to let you know. So I don't want I want to know if you can give a shout out to the chat room and to the listeners because they are saying hello, Dale. Hey guys, love to see love to hear you. Can't wait to see everybody down at the reality rally. Uh, one of the chatters actually wants to say, sorry to hear about your sisters. Um, are they um, in remission with breast cancer? Are, are they okay? Yes. They uh, they caught it very early. Um, she ended up with a uh, double mastectomy, though. Uh, but they caught it, and there was no chemo or anything needed. But uh, she just happened to catch it. They had an opening. I mean, from the time they found it within 
three weeks. She was she's flown from uh, North Pole, Alaska, where she lives, which is outside of Fairbanks, and she's down in Seattle for surgery. They caught it with surgery, so there was no chemo or anything. And uh, this has been um, four years now. It was four or five years ago. So uh, she's a survivor, not me. Well, that's what we're here to do, and we're here to help out with anybody who is dealing with cancer. Um, not only the the people who are diagnosed, Dale, this facility helps out the families, and I think that they're the forgotten ones because they're going through this, um, you know, diagnosis of cancer, and they don't really know what to do. So this facility aids them and guides them and gives them, you know, the help and they need, the, the questions they need to ask, the shoulder to cry on, um, because, you know, some other people around them maybe don't experience this and don't know what they're going through. So that's one of the things I love about Michelle's Place is that they also help out family and friends that are dealing with that, which is very important because I'm sure when you were dealing with it with your sister, you know, it was probably something new to you too, and you really didn't know what to do or what to say. Well, yeah, it's um, – and like I say, it's – the family members – my dad just dealt with it, in fact, uh, last summer while uh, – he had that colon cancer and uh, he managed to dodge it too. His surgery saved him and he turned 90 years old in the, during the finale, the day of the finale this year, he was 90 years old. So he beat that too. So there's two of my family members. So yes, the, the secondary effect of cancer, I guess you'd call it the family members that are affected of how they deal with it, that uh, the fear and the loss of a loved one. I mean, so uh, it's tough to say the least. Yeah. I have a question for you. I was looking on your page and I noticed that you're auctioning off um, your Survivor Cambodia finale wristband. Yes, and I think eBay. it closes in just about four maybe hours two or three hours. Minutes. Yeah, four yes. hours and 26 minutes. Um, I just wanted to mention that on air in case anybody wanted to b- uh, bid on that. It closes yes, in four it, hours and 26 minutes from now if you want to bid yes. on his um, Survivor Cambodia finale wristband. And that it's will be on signed. EBay. I'm going to put the the link in our chat room so awesome. that you can go directly to that. Um, and with only I four hours keep, if, left. If you keep watching around, if you look, I have another item that's going to come up. There's going to be a banner that Kelly signed, and it's going up for auction. Um, I think it should be hitting tomorrow morning. It should be up, and I will post it. I will post it to Michelle's Twitter account and stuff as well, but you can put that up. So I, and I post it on the survivor page on Reddit. I post it as many places as I can find. So, uh, but it'll be going out on Facebook, all the face survivor, Facebook pages and that sort of stuff. So, but it will be happening in the next, I think 12 hours is when it goes. So there's another thing going up pretty soon. And this is a big banner. It's three feet by eight feet that uh, we had wow. for a viewing party that Kelly had with Kelly's picture on it and stuff. Awesome. So when you guys out there, Survivor fans, I know this would be something that you would just love to add to your collection. We just posted uh, your eBay um, up on the chat room. So chat room, you guys only have a few hours left if you want to go and bid on it. Um, and I just want to also say, Dale, um, you know, people don't realize that you know, they they feel ashamed and they're saying, you know, oh, I, you know, a dollar, I can only donate or I only have five. You know, you guys, if everybody donated a dollar, I mean, that dollar that you donate could be the one that counts to save someone's life. Right, Dale? Yep. 
But yep. Gail can you make dimes? A picture, an autograph pick. If you do twenty five dollars a month, but talk about the fact that even if they can't afford it, don't be ashamed of it. I mean, you know, a dollar is a dollar. It's there to help. It it does. Pennies make dimes. Dimes make dollars, and dollars make cures. Period. I mean, it's just everything adds up real quick. It's surprising how little how little you have to contribute to make a difference. Oh my God! Perfectly said. Can you say that again? A dime it makes a dollar, and a dollar makes a difference. That was beautiful. Pennies make dimes. Dimes make dollars, and dollars find cures. Wow, I like that. So Very good well said. So it and it's surprising. It's, everybody goes, "Well, I don't have this." Well, it all it takes. What's the old saying? I, I don't agree, but it takes a village. Everybody get together and you can do it. So uh, it, it's surprising how little, little it takes to get a, the momentum going. Absolutely. Well, I cannot wait to meet you in April, and uh, we're just going to have – it's called Fun for Fun. So we're going to have a lot of fun while raising funds for Michelle's Place. Um, Make sure you guys go donate under Dale Wentworth. We also put his Reality Rally Network for Good. We posted that on the chat room so you guys can go and donate. Remember that if you donate over $25, he will send you an autographed pick. So make sure you send him the proper info. And make sure you go on his eBay. And make sure if there's a vote to go back on Survivor, you vote for Dale. Yes. There's a lot yes, of voting going on today. <laughs> if, if they do another caucus, vote for Dale. <laughs> if they do another one with the American, uh, where the general public gets to vote and the fans vote, uh, man, that was pretty tough. I was voting or helping Kelly go. That was a tough two weeks. I mean, that was uh, a lot of time doing it, but uh, we'll see. You never know I what Survivor has Kelly to sleep. every day. This I is want to- just kind of off. The, the bad thing is you had to vote for 10 people and 10 guys. And one of my favorite players is Terry Deeds. I mean, I loved him the way he oh, played I and that sort him. of stuff. And yes. I got to meet him at the re- reality, at the finale, and I'm talking to Terry, and I go, you know, the bad thing is every time I voted for you in the back of my mind, I go, now i got to root for Kelly to try and take out one of the Survivor guys. I mean, take out one yeah. of the challenge beasts. And I go, how can I vote for somebody that is intimidating as Terry for Kelly to go against him? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was tough. How go, funny. Jeez. Kelly, oh. Kelly can own her own. She's a tough little cookie, I'll tell you that. Oh, she is. Me, me and Terry had, some, Terry had some very good things to say about him. And, uh, I mean, it was, yes, Kelly did a very good job. Very impressed. Uh, well, you did a good job raising her, so you've got to take a little bit of the kudos there, buddy. As, as yeah, Terry came proud up, Papa. Oh, I am. As Terry said, he goes, there's a lot of winners of Survivor that finished in fourth place. Because <laughs> he finished in fourth, he goes. But it goes. If we would have made it to the three, we know who would have won. So he goes. There's a lot of winners in Survivor history that came up in fourth place, and that's why they put him in fourth place. So it's the consolation prize. But oh well, it was a good season. She did the best she could. Well, she did absolutely great job. Cherry, do you have any questions for Dale before we let him go? Um, actually, I said that I have a surprise for you. Um, oh, and. I'd like for, to for me or Dale. Actually, wait a minute. For I have a surprise for you, Michelle. But I'd like for Dale to stick around while I I play this, um, so that he can hear it because he's going to Reality Rally for this first time. I'd like for him to be here while I play this. So here we go. I'm gonna. This is my surprise for you, Michelle. All right. 
answer don't discriminate care if you're just 38 This is Joyan from Survivor and as you know from Reality Rally and we do the most amazing event every April in Temecula, California raising money. We call it Funds for Funds and the money goes to Michelle's Place which is a breast cancer resource center providing services and support for men and women and their families who are fighting the fight of their lives with breast cancer. I encourage everybody to go to realityrally.com. The event this year is April 7th, 8th, and 9th, 2016. We are part of what we do. We have parties at wineries. We have an amazing race kind of game. We have autograph signing, and it is all for fun for Michelle's Place, but it is also for the public to come and meet over 110 reality stars from about 42 different reality shows and you get to meet them and have fun all weekend meeting them, taking pictures. So come on down at realityrally.com. It's April 11th, 12th, and 13th. That's what my love is for. In your week, I'll be you let go. We have fun for everybody. People can sponsor, donate, volunteer, enjoy it, play a game, come to parties, support our sponsors. And I always have to thank the Rad Reality Show who has been on board helping us promote this event since 2010. Without them, there would be people that would know nothing about it. So Manic Monday, thank you for what you do. And also the other Rad Reality Shows that we've had the opportunity to be on. So thank you, Rad Reality Show. We love you guys. It's realityrally.com, and this is Jillian from Survivor and Reality Rally, thanking everybody for what you do to make this such a reality every year as we help save some lives. I'm gonna love you too. Okay, so this is Jillian from uh, Survivor, Gabon, and Reality Rally, and I want to thank the Red Reality Show for all the promotion that they have done for us for Reality Rally. And mention that Reality Rally, the sixth year, is coming up. It is April 7th, 8th, and 9th this year, 2016. That is Thursday through Saturday night. It is all raising funds for Michelle's Place Breast Cancer Resource Center. And this is why we all do what we do. And I want to thank everybody out there who is part of this event to make that happen so that we can provide funds for Michelle's Place to provide services to those struggling with breast cancer. We're expecting about 130 reality TV stars who are coming from approximately 56 different reality TV shows for you to meet and hear all about it. So check out realityrally.com, look at the reality star link, And the final list will be on February 11th so that you can see who's actually coming because the reality stars are raising money in order to qualify to be there. We have a lip sync contest. We have an amazing race kind of game. We have a festival with characters for children, an autograph signing for with the reality stars, a celebrity chef showcase, a celebrity reception at Wilson Creek Winery, a casino by Feeling Lucky Entertainment, a red carpet for the stars and then the public to get on. We have an amazing deal, a VIP fan pass, to make it easy for fans to get to Temecula and enjoy this weekend. And it is just an endless, endless fun weekend. I encourage everybody to hop on. 
uh, it's realityrally.com. All the information and ticket sales is on there, and you can buy, purchase, donate, and donate to Reality Stars um, through that site as well. So thank you, Rad Reality Show, for everything you've done. You've been faithful for six years, and thank you so much for that. And this is Jillian, realityrally.com, April 7th, 8th, and 9th of 2016, raising funds for funds for Michelle's Place Breast Cancer Resource Center. That's realityrally.com, reality star lineup. Oh, my God, I get chills when I hear that. (laughs) Awesome. I just noticed that, you know, Paul isn't with us anymore, our clip master, and I just noticed listening to it back, that he didn't take the first dates out. And so I'll have to have it cleaned up just a bit. But I was so happy to at least get the clip made with the dates in it. Um, yeah, it was very informative. And it gave me chills through my body, like just knowing, you know, the that I've been there for six years and the involvement and watching it grow and stuff and, you know, just being able to help people, you know, that's really what it's all about, you know, and we all have experienced cancer, some sort of cancer in our life, in our family, within ourselves, and it's just amazing what Jillian is doing. Yes, it is. Jillian it's talk very about amazing. It. You can just hear the the love and the excitement that comes from Jillian, and you know that it's just such a special event. Um, and she's just in it with every passion in her being, and yeah, it it's amazing what she's done from what she's turned her time frame, her time on Survivor into, and turn it into something that is so amazing now. Yes, and the entire town of Temecula is involved in it now. Um, so many volunteers, just amazing. Well, yes, I'm looking I can't forward wait to experience the Dale. Yeah, hopefully we'll be at least we'll do better than seventh place on the team. I've got I've got a bar set now. All right, well, there you go. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, but you know what? It's all about the the fun for funds, and we're all there yes. for a great cause. And if we get to have a little fun and maybe a little competition within that, then that's just a little added bonus. But thank you so much, Dale, and I cannot wait to meet you. And then. Also, get your feedback after um, you have to come back on Manic Mondays and let us know uh, how much fun and uh, experience you had at Reality Rally. Will you come back on Manic Monday? Absolutely. I would be more than happy to. Awesome, Dale. Well, say uh, good night to everybody, and thank you so much for coming on Manic Monday and for popping your cherry. Pop, pop. Yes, it was it was absolutely pleasant, and thank you, everybody. I just looked. I've already had three bids on my band, my wristband on uh, eBay since I've been here, so phenomenal job, guys. Um, I love the time, and I can't wait to be in uh, Southern California in April. All right. Well, we will talk to you soon, and you have a great night. Thank you again for taking the time out to call on Manic Monday. Thank you, guys. Thank have you so much, Dale. Oh, my God. I would love to see him back on Survivor. Yes. And I have to let you know, we we already have your next guest on the switchboard. Ruff, 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 ruff. I cannot ruff, ruff. Wait. I know. Is that cheesy? No. Let's 
Russell, Albert, I'm trying to welcome. <laughs> I can't do it. It's a tongue twister. All right, let's just bring up our guest. Guest. We have Mark Schaefer and Chopper the Biker Dog. Hey, woof woof. This Chopper. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Mark. Hello, Chopper. Welcome to Manic Monday. How are you guys doing tonight? Thank you. Oh, yeah, we're we're doing great. We're, we're doing wonderful out here. Well, if you guys don't know, look up Mark Schaefer and Top of the Dog. Just amazing, amazing what you do. I've had the pleasure of meeting you many, many years ago. Uh, probably the start of uh, Reality Rally, right? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, that we well, we've been there since the first one, and yes, I, I think me too. Uh, we we met you at the first year there. So it's been six years that I've made out with Chopper. You've made out with him. You've danced with him. And, oh yeah, we and we have I pictures. I dropped him by accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, almost. <laughs> it was Cherry. It sounds worse than it is, but I was at the autograph table and Chopper came on the table and he's looking at me and next thing you know he's off the table and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> So, yeah, we've always had a lot of fun there with you guys. Oh, uh, well, I always have a lot of fun with you. But first off, um, you've been on Manic Monday before, correct? No, this one, no. This is the first time I've been on here. What? We're popping yours and Chopper's Cherry tonight? Pop, pop. Yes, pop, pop. Yeah, we're both pop tonight. The first time. How is Chopper doing, by the way? Is he all geared up right now, or is he in his onesie PJs? Actually, he he's naked under under a blanket next to me on the sofa. Aww. All right, good. So if he's got anything to say tonight, you're gonna let us know, right? Oh yeah, oh definitely. Yeah, we just we actually we just walked in the door a little while ago. We were over visiting somebody at a nursing facility, so we we just got home and he's just taking a little nap now. Okay, let's talk a little bit about that because first off, what you have been doing probably before I've met you, so. How many years now have you been kind of doing what you're doing with, you know, well, Chopper, yeah, I know he's therapy. like six years old, so. Yeah, I've been doing pet therapy work with two different biker dogs. Chopper um, is six years old now, so he came into my life. You know, I've been doing pet therapy five years with him and then five years previously with another biker dog. So 10 years. Um, and over the years, it's just been progressing with social networking that we're able to get out there and, and reach more people now and visit more people. And I, if you guys haven't seen what Chopper the Biker Dog does, please go on to – he has his Facebook. He has a Twitter account. You get to see him. And recently I've been watching Chopper with a younger gentleman who's in a coma, um, and he kind of got out of his coma a little bit, and he touched him and – was aware that Chopper was there, and Chopper lays on him, and he goes. He goes to different hospitals. Can you talk a little bit about the young gentleman? You know who I'm talking about, right? I don't know his name off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, private first class in the uh, United States Army, Chase Simmons. Um, he's 22 years old. He's stationed in Korea. Came back in December for the holidays to visit his family. December 3rd, he was in his mom's SUV, and a semi uh dump truck huge truck came and t-boned him and he's been you know critically injured and in a coma ever since 
And that night, they were the doctors were preparing his family that he wasn't going to make it through the night. So, oh my you know, we were there the very next day. We would go to visit him, you know, at least twice a week or more. And just watching, you know, from him not making it to now, he's still in a coma. He's not awake, but he's aware. And in, he just, the first time he moved his lips was when Chopper was kissing him. Uh, the first time he moved his hands to give a thumbs up was when Chopper was laying next to him. So we're just trying to be there to support the family and, and help this, you know, young soldier um, through this and and hopefully come out of this coma pretty soon. That's amazing. And it gives me goosebumps. I mean, Sherry, I don't know if you've seen the pictures and stuff. It just gives me goosebumps seeing that. And what does it feel for you when you see Chopper giving these people life? I mean, I, like you must have chills through your body. Yeah, well, it, it makes, you know, I don't know if there's words that could describe how I feel. You know, I, I do know that Chase's parents, his mom and dad, they're they're really the ones, you know, that are there. His mom hasn't been home in her own bed since the accident. And they're just, they, they're not giving up on their son. They're, they're fighting for him. They're doing everything possible to make sure that they're providing the best care for him. You know, so Chopper plays a small part, but I believe there's a, a large part with the pet therapy because watching his blood pressure and his pulse rate when Chopper's laying next to him, he relaxes, he calms down because his brain is still swollen and he gets agitated. So there is a calming effect, you know, when Chopper's next to him and you can see his hands moving as he's petting Chopper's ear or feeling his little biker jacket. Like, you know, his brain wants to work. So there is something positive that we're doing. And I think every time that we're there, we're not only doing some positive for Chase, but doing some for his family as well. They're supporting them because they're just, it's taken such a toll on, on them that it's just wearing them down, but they're not going to give up on their son. They're there by his side all the time. Oh, it's just amazing. Um, and sometimes uh, I, the... I come home, you know, after a visit like this, you know, it is very emotional. And, you know, sometimes I just come home and the lights are out and I just sit here and kind of cry, you know, thinking about, you know, what had just happened or how much of an effect we have on either Chase or anybody we visit. Uh, you know, I've traveled hundreds of miles just to spend 15 minutes with somebody because I knew it meant the world to that family. They, they wanted Chopper there for their for their family member. Um, so I can't say no to that if, if I can do something like that, I do it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, when you said that you come home and you cry in the dark, I, I, I would be doing the same thing. I mean, it's like a double negative, you know. It's There's something bad happening, but then you also see just a little bit of what Chopper and yourself, I mean, you are a lot of what is involved in helping people and um, you take time out of your life and, you know, expenses and stuff. I mean, you it's not like you do this all the time. You do this a lot of your time, but you also have a career yourself to be able to, you know, maintain this, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, we don't we don't ask for money. We don't charge people money. We, we do this because we care. It's from the heart. Um, if people send in a donation to help us out, you know, 
we accept that, but we don't ask for it, and we don't, you know, we don't expect it. So, yeah, I do work in real estate here in, in San Diego, and I've been in real estate since 2003. But sometimes I have to put off the chopper visits because sometimes – you know, work gets a little bit slow and I've got to keep myself going so I could not only have money to survive, but to continue doing what I do with Chopper. And a lot of it too isn't just what's happening at the moment with Chopper in the bed with somebody. Now we post these visits with permission from the family members and the the comments and the outpour of the support is also part of it because the parents, for example, with Chase, they see all these prayers and the supports come in. It, it really helps them get through each day. So not only are we there helping Chase and doing, you know, the pet therapy, but, you know, with the social media and the awareness of what's going on with all the visits that we do, it's supporting the family members and helping them get through it as well. Yeah, I mean, social media has just been crazy, and Chopper is very popular. Chopper is all over the place. Can you let people know how they can find Chopper, how they can follow Chopper on all the different social networking, whether it be Instagram yeah. or Twitter? Can you throw out the handles for them? Well, yeah. If you just if you search Chopper the Biker Dog, um, that's you know his Facebook page is Chopper the Biker Dog. Um, on Instagram, it's Chopper the Biker Dog. On Twitter, it's at Chopper Biker Dog. So there's no dud. But if you search on Twitter, Chopper the Biker Dog, you'll find him on, on Twitter. Sometimes we'll post fun pictures on Instagram that you won't see on Facebook. Sometimes he'll tweet out something that you won't find on Instagram or on Facebook. So you kind of have to follow him all over the place to get, you know, see what, what he's doing, you know, all the time. But, what we you know, we, we like to bring awareness to things. And, it, you know, pet therapy is great, but, you know, also bringing awareness and helping support you know, people and events and, you know, whatever we do. It's it's, it's about making a difference in, in a positive way. And that's what we that's what it's all about, just making a difference however we can. Absolutely. Um, I know a lot of us want to know, how is Chopper doing at this moment? Does he have anything he wants to say uh, via yourself, Mark, Any anything he wants to tell? Because we are live, so there's live listeners and there's a live chat room, and they would rough to know, what is going on with Chopper right now? Well, literally what's happening, he's sleeping with his little chin on my lap. So you know, if I put a mic if I put a microphone up to him, he you would hear him talk well, he doesn't snore, but you might does catch he, a little does snore. He dream? Does he dream? Yeah, actually he does you know, sometimes I'll be laying in bed and yes, he does sleep up there with me and he's like a little child, his little head is on the pillow next to me and uh, but sometimes he, you hear him, like, not barking, but, yeah, he does dream. He makes these weird little sounds, his little paws start moving, and I hate to wake him because he might be having a nice dream, and I hate to wake him out of it. So, yeah, yeah he, he does dream. You know, I hate He's to have somebody wake me up or something. What's that? <laughs> He's probably chasing a bonnie or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, if he's having fun in his dream, I don't want to wake him and ruin it. You know, let him have his fun. Well, one of the coolest things I have to say, Mark, is um, Cherry, I don't know if you know this about Chopper. Well, let me say Chopper the biker dog. Well, he's in head-to-toe biker gear. But not only is he in biker gear, he has his own motorcycle. 
how long did it take you to teach him how to ride the motorcycle? I mean, he is a pimp daddy in that. He must pick up a lot of girls or bitches. Well, I'll answer, I'll answer both parts of that. I'm picking up the girl part, never. In 10 years of pet therapy with two biker dogs, I've never actually got a date. So people, for some reason, think so, I and they'd be nice because I've been single for, like, all my life. But on to the training part, when I got him at three months old, I already had the little motorcycle for my first dog that passed away. So we were invited to an event. It was a Christmas event for about 500 less fortunate needy families here in San Diego. So there was over 1,000 people down there. They invited me because they heard I had a new biker dog. So I thought, well, this would be a good place to see how he does on that little motorcycle. Took him down there with kids everywhere, families everywhere, told him to sit down on the seat, gave him a treat, and that's all it took. He didn't try to get off. He sat there and loaded around, let kids come up and pet him. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't scared, and it, that's all it took. It was like he knew oh my gosh. He, was, he was born to ride. And it was almost as if Bandit, my other dog, his little spirit was there riding with him, kind of showing him what to do. Like his and, bicycle, like his, like, uh, um, what do you hmm. call it when you you have those little, yeah, like the little tricycle, right, <laughs> when you learn how to ride a bike? Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's a little motorcycle, has little wheels under it so it balances. But, yeah, Bandit was like a little guardian angel riding with him, you know, showed him. But he he didn't, he never tried to hop off, and he just seemed to enjoy it. So the training what an incredible it, story. It was like, sit down, here's a treat. And he just, he enjoyed riding it all afternoon. Wow. I, it, you guys, i never seen anything like it. Like, you know, you something you have to see with your own eyes. Like, even if you've seen it on TV, like, you see with your own eyes. He rides that motorcycle like it's his own. I mean, he puts his hand up on the handlebars. He's got his hair blowing in the wind. He's got his motorcycle <laughs> goggles so he doesn't get any mosquitoes in the eyes. I mean... It's so amazing to see and then knowing what good he does and the way he is with everybody. He's just so calm and he takes great pictures, Mark. Like he's like a model. How have you trained him to be so good at taking pictures? Because it must be hard with a dog especially. Well, I didn't really spend a lot of time training him. It, it's Sometimes he just kind of knows where to look at the camera. Uh, sometimes I'll have a little treat in my hand, but most of the time I, I don't give him a lot of treats because you give dogs a lot of treats and, you know, they end up putting on a lot of weight. So I, try, I, I'm very limited on treats that I give him. He just seems to take things and do things naturally. Uh, and talking about riding the motorcycle, I, I forgot about one of the things that he has is, you know, he does have his own YouTube channel. So there's, plenty of video of him on the bike, either doing pet therapy or just fun stuff. Um, just, again, search Chop of the Bike the Dog on YouTube, and you could, you know, watch some of these fun videos. And being chased by the police, you know, while he's on his motorcycle or visiting people <laughs> in the hospital. I saw him uh, actually getting arrested, and he had his paws up on the wall, and he was being oh, arrested yeah, he, by Popo. Yeah, he gets arrested. He gets pulled over. He's... He's been on stage with, you know, rock stars, you know, Gilby Clark of Guns N' Roses and Eric Turner from Warren. They call him up on stage during a concert. So, you know, we, we have a lot of fun. We meet a lot of great people. 
but you know, when it comes down to it, the bottom line is is we're, it's, we're out there trying to do something positive for people. And, and well, we I've have learned fun one doing big it. mistake, Mark, that I've been doing with my dog is I give her too many treats because uh, she's uh, she's her neighbor's princess. She's the reign of the house, so I give her treats so she doesn't um, you know attack me. But I've mm-hmm. learned that give less treats. Um, uh, besides the other thing that you said that you know. You do a lot of helping of people, and, um, you know, Chopper does a lot of hospital visits and hospice. Um, we're also here to talk about Reality Valley. And oh, um, so, so you guys have been going there for six years. Um, what kind of part do you partake in Reality Valley? And maybe talk a little bit about why you've been doing this event and you know, maybe give people outlook of uh, what Reality Valley is all about. Well, we got in, involved with Reality Rally, you know, during the first year because we were introduced to Jillian through a mutual friend. Uh, we learned at, learned about what the Reality Rally was all about, and she invited Chopper to be part of this event as a special guest because they had some canines, other dogs up there doing fun stuff. And it's just kind of grown on us where we really look forward to it each year. Uh, it's It's not only you know, what the event is all about, you know, with Michelle's Place and and helping to raise money for Michelle's Place. But it's the people that are are really touched by what Michelle's Place offers and, you know, with, you know, people that are battling and going through breast cancer. And, you know, Chopper, you know, we have fun there. We, you know, he's out there kissing everybody. People are taking pictures. But through, again, social media, it's about bringing awareness to this event. People have come up there over the years and supported this event because they knew Chopper was going to be there. And they they drove in from all over the place to meet Chopper, but it's getting more people there to support the event. So if we're able to draw people in, bring awareness, help raise money, uh, you know, we, we do what we can to be a positive part of, of this event to help Michelle's Place and Joanne. Absolutely. Now, does Chopper have a Reality Rally page for donations? Um, I believe he does. I, uh, they did send me a link. I, I don't know the actual website to that donation page, but I, I believe if you go to the Reality Rally website, um, you'll find him under the Reality Stars. If you look for Chopper, he does have a fundraising page set up through the Reality Rally, yes. All right, well, you guys go on to www.com um, and then go under Reality Stars and you'll find Chopper the Dog. And then from there, you'll be able to click on um, that link and it will take you to the donation page for Chopper. Um, is there anything that you guys have also in the future that you plan on doing, any kind of different things going on for Chopper or any kind of events that... Um, you're in the San Diego area, so do you do a lot of things in the California area, do you, or do you guys kind of ever have gone out of the state of California? Well, most of the things are, are here in San Diego, the city or the county. Uh, next week, you know, Valentine's Day weekend, we, we've been invited back once again to Orange County, which is about 100 miles north of where we live, to the Children's Hospital there. they they're having a uh-huh. reunion party. So all the little heart patients get together with their families. The patients come back with the doctors and nurses, and it's like a little reunion. And 
I've been involved with this party up there for Children's Hospital for a number of years, and it's something that we look forward to because we I love being around those kids, and they love Chopper, and it's just a, a fun time for everybody. So, um, absolutely. If there's, if there's, like, somebody, say, in the San Diego area or right around you, and they're involved in their nurse or they're involved in some charity that involves going to the hospital, the hospice, or they have somebody that they want Chopper to go to, how would they get in contact with you? Um, is that something that people normally do? Do they contact you and say, hey, I have this patient. I would love to have you uh, have you and Chopper go. How does that work? Typically, it is through, you know, Facebook followers. So we'll get a private message, and then I'll ask them to send me a, an email. And, you know, the email address is chopper at chopperthebikerdog.com. So if somebody emails us at chopper, the, chopper, yes, chopper at chopperthebikerdog.com, what, what you know, I I don't ask who's asking us. I don't ask who the person is that they want us to see. I don't even ask them why they're in the hospital or nursing home because it doesn't matter who they are or what you know what their illness is. What matters is that somebody feels that chopper will play a positive difference in that person's life. So it you know if they're seriously critically injured or maybe they're in the hospital because they have a you know, a broken toe. It doesn't matter to us. So all I ask is as long as the patient approves that, you know, it's okay for Chopper to be there and the nursing staff and the doctor says it's okay that a dog, a therapy dog can come visit because sometimes there's restrictions and they, you know, they can't have a dog come in. So as long as we have the okay, then I do my best to try to work it into my schedule. And, you know, unfortunately, there's times where the distance is too far or my schedule is too full that that we have to say no, but I really do all I can to say yes. And I mean, I, think, I know you, you do a lot, Mark. You definitely do a lot. And uh, I just want to say thank you for myself, you know, from um, everybody here at Manic Monday, we already show, and, and what you do, I don't think that you really kind of get enough credit because... Chopper makes out with everybody and takes over, but thank you so much for, you know, what you do. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, we do what we can because, you know, there's so much negative in the world and society and on the news. You know, we just want to do some positive. And, and you were asking about, about traveling outside California, and it, most of the stuff is in San Diego. But last May, Chopper and I packed up my Harley packed up the trailer with his Harley, and we left for 10 days and went up the coast all the way up into Eugene, Oregon. And, you know, there's a kind of a little story with that, but what inspired us to do that trip is that we had to say no to somebody. And that person was in Kansas City. They wanted chocolate there more than anything because this woman's best friend was dying of cancer. That's close and to me. I said, I'm in St. Louis. Oh, you're in St. Louis? Yeah. Go ahead. So, I didn't mean to interrupt your story. Oh, no, no, that's okay. So I got on the phone with the gentleman whose wife knew this woman, and I said, he said, whatever it takes. I said, you know, if you send me a plane ticket or get me a plane ticket, we'll be there tomorrow. But they wanted Chopper as the biker dog. They wanted his motorcycle. They wanted him to ride in there and get the full package. 
Well, the only way to do that is to drive. We can't shift his motorcycle. We actually, you know, and it just didn't work out, you know, because it was the distance and the weather. And so, unfortunately, two weeks later, we got a call. She passed away. So that kind of inspired us to do this trip, saying, you know, we got to go on the road and reach more people. And 10 days, we took a trip up to Eugene. Every day we made sure we stopped at some sort of nursing facility, whether it was for memory care units or a nurse, and we just show up. And everybody welcomed us. They opened their door, and we spent time with as many people as we could every day, all the way up to Eugene. We were reunited with a deputy sheriff and his wife in Eugene that was down in San Diego two years prior to that that was in a very critical accident that they both almost lost their lives while on vacation down in Cabo in Mexico. And that's another whole story where the sheriff's department contacted Chopper asking if we could go visit, you know, the, this couple. So we got reunited with them because they survived and it was a nice visit. And then we came back and stopped by, you know, other facilities all the way back to San Diego. So that was the only time we, we'd love to do another tour like that and just take two weeks and, and reach more people. I know you say you don't ask for donations, but is there something that you guys have where they can donate to Chopper the Dog and what you guys do and going to these different hospitals and hospice cares that you'd like to yeah. help well, people know? I do have – There, you can donate through PayPal. When we did that trip up to Eugene, uh, Chopper's fans on Facebook were very generous and, and donated enough money to make that trip possible. Uh Otherwise, you know, we could have done that. So I know on Chopper's actual website, which I don't really keep up on a day-to-day basis, but on his website there is a link where you could actually donate, and it takes you to a PayPal page. But I know on PayPal it's all about email addresses. If you want to, email, you know, PayPal somebody some money. So the email address for PayPal is chopper at chopper the biker dog. Dot com is the email. So they could go to the website, just chopperthebikerdog.com, find the link to donate. Uh, it's pretty simple. Like I said, we don't ask. I don't really publicize that the donation page is there, but it, it really does help to get us out there and, and reach more people. And we definitely would love to do another trip coming up this spring. And it Along sounds way, like a lot of we, us would we, like to have you do another trip because it seems like you guys touch a lot of people's lives, and um, that's so important, especially when people are dealing with stuff, you know, that are happening health-wise with their family and stuff, and you can kind of give them just that little glimmer uh, of hope or happiness for even if it's for a moment and, and you're changing their lives for that moment of time, and that's a standstill for some people, so... Yeah. Yeah. We all and have family good. who, you know, might be in a nursing home or, or might be in hospice or ha- who have been there. And, you know, it might not be our family that you're touching on this trip, but just knowing what it would have been like had you been there for our family, it, it 
it's enough to reach in your pocket and say, you know, here's $10, here's $20. Go on your trip and touch someone's life for me in honor of my family member who was in hospice or was, you know, in a nursing home. And I wish you could have been there for them, you know. So I think everybody should be able to, you know, reach in their pockets and, and donate, you know, five, ten, twenty bucks for your trip and just in honor of somebody that they've had in their lives that were in that position, just to know that you can go in and touch somebody's life that is also in that position. It doesn't have to be somebody that's related to us. Just to know, you know, what it would have been like person in our lives, you know, and how much it would have meant. That's yeah. enough to say, you know, go be there for somebody else in that position. Yeah. And brighten their day. Put that smile on their face. And, you and know, I give there's you a lot nothing of like that therapy dog. I give you a little props because, you know, you see what this family is going through and you feel their pain. And, you know, when you leave there after Chopper, you know, is there, it must affect you you know you come home with that as you said you cry so it must be hard to go see these people but at the same time knowing that you do such a good job you know and and helping these people it's must be very emotional well yeah and even sometimes when we're with the patients like that that couple i was telling about the the sheriff you know they you know we he was already life flighted back to oregon uh, still, he was in a coma. He he lost his leg, but she had severe brain injury. She was in and out of a coma. We stopped by to visit her briefly, um, and then we found out a little bit more about the story and who this couple was. So we went back a couple of days later, and her brother said, you know, if she doesn't remember you or Chopper, don't take her personally or upset because she doesn't remember. She thinks she's in Colorado. She doesn't know what's going on. So we show up, Chopper's on his little motorcycle, rides right into her room, and she looks up, grabs the bed, tries to pull herself up. Her arms open up, and she goes, Chopper, buddy. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That must have been chilling. Like, that must have sent chills through your body. Well, the the whole room broke down in tears because she remembered. And, you know, just that little moment triggered her brain to remember some and it was a huge you know it was huge to the family just that one moment so you know that that yeah it's just sometimes it gets very emotional at these at these visits there was uh one time back when i was with bandit doing the therapy we were at the san Diego hospice and you know i would generally have bandit on his motorcycle knock on the door and ask if they'd like to have a visitor and there was a family standing and sitting around this bed, and they look up and, you know, we're outside in the hallway, and they said, no, I'm sorry, you know, our you know, family member just passed away. And, you know, they were standing around, you know, their family member who just died on the bed. But then they look outside the door, and they see bandits sitting on this little motorcycle. And so they went from grieving and sadness and tears in an instant, just seeing this dog, the smiles, they 
counted, they all came running out, the little children, the family members, everybody. And for five minutes, they were petting Bandit. They were they'd taking pictures. So it took their grieving and sadness and gave them a little bit of something, you know, something to make them feel better. And it took their mind off, you know, you know, the sadness. And it was something positive that we gave this family. And then they went back in, in the room. So, That's you know, incredible. sometimes it's, it's, you know, it's not just the patients, but it's giving something, you know, to the family to remember. And it's, you know, creating memories for people to talk about and think about. Uh, you should keep absolutely. a scrapbook, Mark, of all these stories because you truly could write an incredible book one day of all the lives you've touched with dogs. Yeah, I thought about a book, but I know I can't write. It's, it's so hard for me to, to write a sentence. And That's why they have ghostwriters. You just got to tell them the stories and show them with the pictures and videos. And just I'm keep sure a scrapbook somebody... of the little stories that you've told us, and somebody else could turn that into a book. Yeah. yeah it, I, I'd love to be able to share this. You know, these stories with people. Very inspiring, um, you know. There's one story of a, a, a mother who had a little little child, little boy in Children's Hospital and up in Orange County. And she wrote to the hospital one of her, you know, there's forms that they fill out, little questionnaires of, you know, what they like best about the hospital and, you know, different things. And the, the moment that the best memory of the hospital, this, again, this was back when I had Bandit, was the time Bandit wrote in to her son's room and he forgot that he was in pain for that moment. Oh, my oh. gosh. Gives me chills through my body, I'll tell you that. So, so if, it, you know, if we go somewhere, and, like, if I took that drive up, you know, for 10 days, and we were only able to visit one person and make a difference to one person, it would have been well worth it because we knew we did something positive for somebody. Yeah, that's all that matters. So, unfortunately, you know, we we reached a lot of people. Topper's fans met us along the way, and it was was also a way for us to say thank you to the people that support us. You could say thank you typing messages, but to be able to actually, you know, meet somebody that supports you and look at them and give them a hug and say thank you, you know, we like to take that opportunity. Well, if any of you guys out there want to see more about Chopper, make sure you follow him at Chopper Dog Bike. Wait, it's, what is the Facebook? Because I know it's different than the other ones. It, well, Facebook um, is Chopper the Biker Dog. Uh, they could search on Twitter and just search Chopper the Biker Dog, but his actual handle on this Chopper Biker Dog. And then YouTube and Instagram is, is back to Chopper the Biker Dog. And his website address is www.chopperthebikerdog.com. Well, if Chopper had any last words to say before he exited a Manic Monday, rough, roughly, what would it be? <laughs> well, knowing Chopper, he would actually make out with me. Give you, well, besides that, after that, after you guys got done making out, and you know, he still had a little. Make out with Cherry. Yeah. <laughs> he he would probably just thank you, you know, just for giving him the opportunity to share his story and to, you know, just 
be able to share a story and giving him the opportunity to get out there and, you know, reach more people and in, in hopes that, you know, he could make a difference in, you know, other people's lives that didn't know about him. So well, I, I think he already has. Go donate, go donate to me so I can go to Reality Rally. Rough, rough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely go to the Reality Rally page. Find Shop for the Biker Dog. And, uh, you know, definitely donate to Chopper. Obviously, it's not for Chopper. It's what we, you know, they're supporting. It's, it's Michelle's place. So, you know, the more money that you donate on the Reality Rally page is going to help Chopper get to the Reality Rally and help support Michelle's place, which is, you know, number one priority for, you know, for this event. We want we want to support, you know, Jillian, the Reality Rally, and Michelle's place as much as we can. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Mark. And thank you so much, Chopper. Even though you're taking a little nappy, you deserve it. You've been doing so much good for the world. And he's such a gentle, kind, beautiful, amazing kisser. Amazing kisser. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to kiss him again. I feel like I've taught him some moves that maybe he's learned in the past six years. I'm not going to toot my own horn, but toot, toot. Oh, you're the one that taught him Okay. <laughs> but thank you so much, Mark, and for everything that you've been doing and doing, and I know that you're going to keep doing. Um, it's just really amazing, and I cannot wait to see you in April again. Uh, I'm going to make out with you, too. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'm going to – I got – is that on tape somewhere? I want to hold you to that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see I don't want you to be left out, you know, of this making okay. out session. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but thank you so much for taking the time out for calling into Manic Monday and I know that it's your both time that you popped your cherry here. So I hope you had such a great time and I hope that you come back to Manic Monday and talk more about what you're doing and if you have anything that that's coming up in the future that you want to talk about, um, you could are always welcome back to Manic Monday. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for this opportunity and, and you know, allowing us on, on your show and talking to us. And definitely uh, appreciate that, that invitation back. And we'll look forward to seeing you in, in April up there at the Reality Rally. All right. Yeah, and let right. us know well, if we're going to do that, do another um, trip. Yeah. Yeah, we can get that. people lined up for you. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's something that we, we really want to do this April or May, you know, when uh, the weather starts getting a little bit nicer. So, uh, yeah, we're going to make sure if we do, it's going to be out there on the social media and letting people know. And that way people know where we're going to be heading. So if they want to meet Chopper along the way, they can get a little Chopper kiss as we're coming through their, through their city. All right. Well, Come back I'll on the show it. and let I'll allow it. <laughs> you know, I don't like to give up kisses, but... I'm willing to <laughs> give up chopper kisses, so I'm willing to share. You have a great night, Mark, and rest and uh, have sweet puppy dreams, chopper. Okay. Rough, rough. We love you here at Manic Monday, and everybody out there says rough, rough. Rough, rough. Okay. Well, thank you so much. We really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Have a good night. Good night, hon. Good night. Oh, I feel what like people like that need to guess. be. Yeah, these people like that need to be on TV and to be shown that they just do so much good. Like, imagine, like he just does this on his own agenda. He works 
and it comes out of his pocket. So please go donate to Chopper the Dog. Um, and uh, also, if you have anybody in the area of California um, um, and you want Chopper the Dog to come visit, let them know. Um, before we go, Cherry, I know we only have a couple minutes. I want you guys, I told you guys earlier to get your calendar out. So get your calendar out. And I'm going to talk about the next few weeks that we have of our next guest. Cherry, I'm excited. All right. Yes. So next week, you guys, we're going to have Dan Foley from Survivor Worlds Apart. He will be at 745, and we have Pam Jill. She was here last year, and oh, my God, she's a who. From Biggest Loser 14, she will be on at 715. All right, guys, turn your page and your calendar. Go to February 15th. Um, hello, Big Brother fans and people who recently just went to New York City and went to the great event there. Meg Malley will be our guest at 7.15. She's going to talk about Reality Rally and probably whatever she's got coming up because it seems like she's a busy gal. And we got Luke Pytlick. He was on Naked and Afraid. And you know we freaking love Naked and Afraid here. We want to know how many mosquito bites he got in his butt. So check on the calendar. Right, Terry? I mean, come on. We want to know about the mosquito bites. Where did they bite? What scrotum? Anyway. Uh, February 22nd, we have the fabulous Heather Deckenschmier from Big Brother Canada 2. She will be our first segment. And then our second segment will be Sasha Horn from Who's Done It. And she's a reporter, and she's been doing YouTube um, uh, series with past reality stars. She wants to talk about that. And she's going to Reality Rally. Can't wait to have that. And also, in the near couple of weeks, we're going to have, from the Amazing Race 27th season, the cheerleaders, and we all need cheerleaders in our life, Krista and Tiffany. Cannot wait for them to come on, Cherry. I know, overload. We have so many people coming on. Reality Rally is in full effect, 12 days away, or 11 and a half now that we're almost ending of the day today. Go donate to myself, to Chopper, to Dale, to anybody that's on the lineup. I have $150 left. Please, please, please. Cherry, I'm exhausted. Not <laughs> exhausted, but exhausted of how many amazing guests we have coming up. What? Did you put I your know. calendar out? Did you jot them down? We're going to have to talk later. Um, you're going to have to send me a text with all those dates. Because that's just and I'm hoping that you have incredible. more surprises for me. Me, me, me. Um, not that it's all about Tiffany me, but and I Krista, You know who adores them? Who's actually partied with them and just loves Krista and Tiffany? Oh. Is my friend and yours, Mr. Louis Servato? Oh yes, I love. Kristen and Tiffany. So when I got that message today, hello, giddy school girl, first thing I said was, I know. Oh, they are two out. amazing girls. Freaked out. So excited about that. Um, well, Cherry, we all know that next week, uh, by this time, the Super Bowl will happen. So we'll see what happens. If you have some Versace pants with the yellow zebra stripes, 
square them in honor of Cam Newton. And nobody out there is seeing anything, so I'm going to say nobody has any Versace type E, whitey. And in another note, Tom Brady could buy a bunch of tickets for his friends because the uh, tickets went down 43% since lost. Um, Oh, too bad, Roger Goodell. The HTH whatever thing about Peyton Manning didn't work like the deflated balls. You know what's never good to deflate? Me. Sorry, Roger Goodell. You can never deflate me or my balls. That's right. Wait. Okay. I'll figure that out by next week because I feel like <laughs> I need to change it on. Um, Sherry, I love you and thank yeah, you for my surprise. Sure. And um, everybody that listened today in the chat room is listening. And also, I know some of you guys. Mah, 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 can't make it today because you guys have like a life, a job, things to do, and you guys listen to us throughout the week because it's archived, Cherry, right? So are all our other That's shows. Right. So if you missed it, you didn't really miss it because you got to listen to it after the fact. The only and thing we is love that those you can't who ask questions to us later, just as much. The as only we thing love is that they can't call in and ask questions. So because I'm sure you guys can call in the next week. So I hope you guys have a rest of the week is fabulous and just know that the Iowa is your caucus um, I don't really know maybe it's a callus I don't know but I'm hoping that the right thing happens today and it might affect it or might not it doesn't really matter until the elections happen I think and who's Iowa to think that they run this country I don't think so did you anyway, hear that um Oh, what's her name? Um, Sandra Palin? No, give me just a minute. Um, give me Top one of the minute. Kelly Wentworth? <laughs> Adele. I think we should have used Kelly Wentworth as, like, if you're going to drink an alcoholic beverage like Andy Cohen, how many other times we said, Kelly, drink? And I think you guys should drink about 25,000 times because we said Kelly Wentworth a million times. <laughs> Adele um, put out an article today that she did not give Donald Trump permission to use her songs in his campaign. Oh, I didn't even know that he used her song. Hello? Apparently he's been using it a number of times. Is it me? That one, another one. Um, Ew, I can't believe Trump with Adele. Like, that's not like him. I love Adele. So, yeah, she's... Actually, all three of them have used Adele. All three of the Republican um, frontrunners have used Adele's music. Really? That's weird. And the other two have backed off and said, okay, you know, not using it anymore. But Trump has not made any comment. And it's still using it. So Well, he's gonna do what he wants to do, Cherry, unfortunately. <laughs> As I we all know, Trump does and says whatever he wants. Trump says what we think. And Trump should shut up sometimes. I don't know. And sometimes he shouldn't. It's kinda of weird. There's like this weird back and forth relationship that 
I'm all about Hillary, and I know we're not political talk here, but I'm for the hills. I'm running for the hills. Me too, girl. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the woman. And so, on that note, Cherry, it was another fabulous show. Thank you so much, Dale Wentworth, hashtag Team Wentworth, and also Chopper the Biker Dog and Mark Schaefer. Mark Schaefer is just amazing in what he does along with Chopper the Dog. Um, and if you guys want to go donate, and please also donate to my page, um, the Princess of Providence donated in honor of the Prince of Providence, um, a Pied Piper type of moment, the good or the bad, and make it into good. So please uh, do the same in uh, any aspect of donating to Michelle's place. And um, I'll see you guys next week. Cherry, love you and love you listeners in the chat room, and let's uh, wrap it up. Okay, well. I want to remind everybody to be here on Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Mike Albright will be here. Um, We're going to do a show uh, this Thursday, and I'll be putting out more about the show on Facebook and Twitter. We're going to have some amazing guests, uh, mostly survivor guests, and talk about some of the events that are coming up uh, across the nation, mostly charity events. And he's going to have just incredible Survivor guests on Thursday. So I'll be posting more information about it. Be here at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central for Mike Albright. And we're going to start the season out a little bit early. The following week will be our uh, preview show for Survivor, and then the following week, Survivor starts. I can't believe it's already time for Survivor to start again. So, nice. make sure you're here with us this Thursday. We're starting Survivor, gearing up a little bit early. So, And then back here again on Monday, from Manic Monday. 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central as well. So we're going to wrap this up with Ron, as we always. Everybody, have a great week. Take care. Be kind to each other out there. Here's Ron to take us out. Good night, everybody. God bless. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. bless you and thank you for listening to the show and it was a great one it was a great one and looks like Michelle is going to be putting out great shows for a long long time to come so be here next week for Manic Monday make sure your tea is piping hot (laughs) (laughs) 
And as Ron Good night, would Michelle. say, Curry, and as Ron would say, Good night. Good night, everybody. That's a wrap. Ciao.